you know, there's a lot of things that I kind of wish I could change in my life, like most people. But I don't think there's anything that irks me quite as much as my dad. Even just saying that was really, really hard for me. Father's Day is coming up soon. And this time of the year, it's typical for me to just ignore all the advertising I see. I like Mother's Day. But Father's Day just pisses me off. Not that I don't want there to be that day. I actually, I appreciate that day a lot in the sense that I like what it stands for. Just something that I don't really personally know how to experience. You know, it's a really painful subject again. One of the things that I always found kind of tough is that rather than having grown up, you know, without any father figure, I actually did have a father figure for a few years of my life. I had one until about the age of, uh, depends on when you want to cut the months, but uh, realistically until I was 12, you know, wasn't a very active father figure, worked out of town, didn't live in the same house, Uh, parents were never married. So, I didn't see him very often, usually about once a month or so, I'd see him. And then, you know, holidays. So, he was typically there for all the big events, uh, like the, the, the birthdays and uh, the Christmases. He, now, not necessarily there for the day, if it, if it was a birthday. Um, but usually, because uh, he might have been out of work, but would make up for it with uh, like the party or would, you know, would have a celebration. So he, he showed up, he made that effort in the early years. My sister was born and showed up a bit less. It seemed. First, not so much. That wasn't the problem. Traveled a bit. <clears throat> but then, just one Christmas, you know, besides that's the, that's the end. You know, as a kid, you know, 12, I mean, I was almost a teenager. But I'd gotten used to, to having him in my life. It was really hard to to lose someone 
through no fault of your own in a weird way. You know, as a kid, you're not really in control of a lot of things. You don't really have a lot to say about situations. You really don't know what's going on. At least I wasn't really sure what's going on. I still don't really know what went on. Because, you know, the last thing I remember is him just telling me, you know, hey, I gotta go off for a while. I'm not gonna be here for Christmas. Merry Christmas, though, and uh, I'll call you as soon as I can. Wow, <laughs> ah, you must be really busy. I still never received that phone call. Maybe I did receive that phone call. No, I think I think I might have received one, one phone call. I might I might be lying. I might have blocked it out. It was so painful. I can't remember now. To be honest, if he did call, it would have been within that that first year. But it would have been long after my birthday. Because I know I never got a call that year. Never got nothing. No call. Never came back. It's a big chip on my shoulder. The biggest chip on my shoulder. You know, I have a few, but that chip is, it's like a Grand Canyon of a chip. Because he never told me he was leaving. He's kind of a coward. He didn't really have the, you know, the balls to stay, and he didn't have the balls to tell me he was leaving either. And it's always really, really, really caused me a lot of pain. You know, for the first few years, I couldn't even talk about it. Didn't really let anyone know. I think I was partially in denial for the first little while. But after, you know, a whole year had gone by, and the second, when that next Christmas came by, no phone calls, nothing. It was pretty clear, you know. Not, it's not, not going to be a part of my life anymore. And. The fact that he left right before, in my mind, I, I got to be a proper teenager, I always felt like I got cheated. Because I felt like as a, as a guy, and probably as a woman, it's the same for, you know, mother and daughter relationship. But like the father-son relationship in my opinion, those that are like, you know, different phases, obviously. But there's one important phase, which I think in a healthy relationship you're supposed to get. That's as 
you know, son gets a little bit older, you know, the dad can teach him some things, you know, how to shave, how to, you know, dress himself a little bit more attractively, you know, how to get out there and, you know, loosen up, socialize a bit more. Because, you know, it's, it's just a different thing. It's a guy's thing. And I never had that. And I, I always kind of feel annoyed and resent that part. But I'm trying to heal from it, you know, as I get older. Move past it. Because I realize something in a scary sort of way. I already realized it a while back. But I realized that, you know, <laughs> I need to move beyond this. And I realized that when I was like 15. That was when I started being able to talk about it. But. I've never really gone over it. You know, when I was 24, 25, he reached out, you know, sent me a Facebook message. It only took him 12 years to, to contact me in some way. Not a phone call. He sent me a drunken Facebook message. mistyped, poorly spelled, slurred, sounding speech. I don't even want to, I'm not even going to dignify what he said. Let's just put it that way. But it felt like, at the time, just a slap in the face a real slap in the face. 12 years and that's what, that's what I get. An insult, pretty much. Not a how's it going. Not even a hey kid. Not even like, nothing that you'd even think of. You know, you can look at all the bad father figures in every fucking movie that has been written about in Hollywood. Cut out the murderers, cut out the, you know, the rapists and all those really awful people. And you're left with just like, you know, the, the choice dropouts. And every choice dropout gives you a better line than what I got. I'm telling you, I'll take any of them. Fucking crap that I've seen on TV and the movies. Take it all over this fucking shit. I replied, I'm like, you know, maybe I will, you know, answer your drunken response in 12 years. And you know what? He never even responded after that. Didn't say anything back. Didn't call me out of my, my, you know, aggressive sarcasm or anything of the sort. No, still nothing. Never sent me a fucking thing back. 
All I got was a drunken 2 a.m. fucking slurred fucking, I don't even know what it was. <laughs> so I get that fun. <laughs> you know what, I did finally reply. He asked me a question, you know, it took me six years to stomach the response to that question because it was so insulting. Again, I'm not gonna dignify it, but, <sighs> sent it back six years after he replied so yeah no I guess not six years but like five years five years to respond to him but to be fair that was after I'd already responded to him so it was like a follow up it was like the you know the courtesy follow up but regardless, that's the chip on my shoulder. I'm sure other people have their chips. Uh, I don't want to compare sizes or anything. I just know that relatively that's the one that annoys me the most. And I see it constantly and impacting me. Or at least I blame it. It's also my biggest scapegoat by, by, by long shot. Not publicly, but in my mind, it's my biggest scapegoat. But yeah, no, I, uh, I'm trying to get over it. Gotta acknowledge the things that happen. You have to be able to run faster than them. And the best way to do that is to catch up to them and then keep on going. Anyways, I like to end this on a high note. I don't think he's doing so well in life. I wouldn't know. I don't, can't really find him much or anything like that, but... That being said, <laughs> I've been on a climb my whole life. Might have been a slow one, a couple dips and, and whatnot, but no one said it was gonna be a smooth ride. <laughs> but I intend to continue the climb, and I hope that other people continue their climbs too. Anyways, appreciate anyone who listens. Take care, and have a good one.